Pickaxe. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. Good morning. That's what I want Internet. the to be. Me right, groaning right. like I've woken up. It's, 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 it sounds like a bit of a like a posh groan, like a like a like a Prince Philip or like a <laughs> like a ghoulish, That's like a bit yawning. of a ghoulish groan. Just imagine King Charles stretching in the morning. <laughs> oh man, what is working all those knots out? Yeah. I've been watching the uh, the Crown, and I made it up to season four. And let mm. me tell you, season four, you have Prince Philip, uh, Prince Prince Charles, which you would have been at the time, and Margaret Thatcher, and uh, the 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 groaning levels are just like <laughs> off the fucking charts with those three. It's just con- <laughs> like constant. It's good. Though. Oh, I've been I've been sneezing. Sorry, I just sneezed over you. I've, oh. I'm worried I've got a cold or something today. Yeah, everyone has, mate. A- Everyone has. It's, yeah. it's like half the it's country. Cold, it's cold and flu season. Yeah. And um, or I've just it's not. I've caught a chill. I've, I've yeah. been rained on. I'm run down. I'm weakened. My immune system is. I've not been looking after myself. That's that's what it is. I think. I, Shit, I, I'll eh? say on. Be on. I'll be honest with you. Um, the kids have gone back after summer break. takes a, Takes a couple of months to really kick in. Uh, but once it starts, it spreads like wildfire. My yeah. eldest is never sick. She never ever gets sick. Never. She hardly ever has to take a day off school. She had three days off school this week. She was poorly. Properly poorly. So, I mean, if she's getting sick, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And talking to Margaret Thatcher, apparently she never had a sick... She was never... I was never sick a day in my life. I can't no. do Margaret Thatcher. I think um, she just had this crazy work ethic from having like a really, really boring childhood because <laughs> yeah. i think her dad was a shop owner and an alderman right so i think so yeah she spent all day in a shop and then uh, watched him write speeches and then went to the conferences where he would do his speeches and Just that was ex- her whole childhood stuff yeah, yeah really cool isn't it yeah hold on nice. i have to ask mrs f a very quick question it's all right it doesn't matter if it goes out on the podcast love that wasn't a vegetarian sausage and egg muffin was it okay good all right no, it's excellent. I was just saying the sausage was really good, and I thought you tricked me again. <laughs> you remember what happened last time you tricked me? <laughs> she does it. She'll do it. She'll just give me a sausage roll, and I eat it. She's like, that's a vegan sausage roll. Well, it spices things up, though, right? They say yeah. variety is the spice of life, right? Like, sometimes getting pranked. It's just a little prank. Like, don't, Indeed. Don't, don't worry about it. I think they it. have the marks of... They're little marks of love, though, those things. Oh, yeah, no, we love to mess with each other, just, but very subtly. Like, we don't really, we're not pranking each other and and stuff like that. It's Did we talk little about little... this on the podcast? I can't remember. I was, for some reason, loads of people I was hanging out with started talking all about their 
love language. Love language? Well, like dirty talk. No, no, so there's this thing called love language, which which you're supposed to be a specific archetype. Oh, right. What makes you fall in love with people or what? how, to exp- how people express their love for someone. Right. right. Huh. And it's kind of this slightly bogusy ideas but the, the five are compliments like words of affirmation so right. it's like that people some people love that and some people love giving that so it's different spending quality time that's the second one right the next one is receiving and giving gifts right which is, does a is fat load count as a gift <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like uh when you're doing it like on somebody's face and you say with my compliments uh, <laughs> oh my god um does that count is that a gift I don't know. That depends. And then um, acts of service is the next one. So that's like, you know, I guess making, doing the laundry or something. Um, And then physical touch is the last one, which I think by default, everyone seems to think that's the thing they like. Um, It's just the best one. Honestly, I, I, I honestly, I've been married for 20 years. I've never thought about any of this stuff. Like, no. Um, no, I wouldn't break it down. I'd say it's a combination of all of them. It really is just a combination of all of them. Yeah. I, I feel like with a lot of this this, this stuff, and maybe this is not a, a great take, or maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of this stuff comes from people who are you know have had More, a successful relationship or, or are happily married but they just can't help themselves but to like give people advice that is never really going to work sort of thing like right. imagine imagine somebody really taking all of this on board and then trying to robotically become a well-balanced version of all these things rather than just being themselves and meeting somebody who accepts them for just being themselves i right? don't think it's i don't think it's trying to force people to do something different but i think the basically that he says that in order to discover someone else's love language, you must observe the way they express love to others, analyze what they complain about most often and what they request from their significant other most often. And people tend to naturally give love in the way that they prefer to receive love. Right. And couples can have a better communication if they this demonstrate is all caring this to is the all other bollocks. And I'll via prove the it other to person's you. love language. Example would be if I'll a husband's it. love language is acts of service. He may right. be confused. He may when be a cuck. He does the laundry, <laughs> and his wife does not perceive that as an act of love. Simply just performing household duties. Right. Uh, the love language she prefers is words of affirmation. Oh right. Um, so he he needs to express his love to her. All right, listen. I, guess you, I guess it's like a, listen. It's, it's, it's no, you, you listen. Do. Just do them no, all you all the time. No, you listen. And then it's like a crapshoot. You go on. You go, Pflex. All right. So all of this shit that talks about how you need to analyze this and change your behavior that. If you guys are together and it's not going well, I don't think you're going to be able to actually genuinely turn it around in any meaningful way and suddenly adjust the way you do things day to day all the time. Because you can't just do it for a couple of weeks. But that's basically saying you need to analyze this and become a completely different person. Otherwise, this relationship isn't going to work. I would suggest the relationship isn't working because you guys just aren't getting along and it it just hasn't worked out. How about that? Rather than saying, we we need to fix this. It's not a fucking carburetor. You can't just take it apart, fix fix a couple of bits, oil this, grease that, and put it back together. It's just not working. That's it. And if it does work, know. you don't need think, to fucking analyze it. I think there is a lot of people who have are unhappy in their relationships, but sure. they're staying together for the kids or they want to stay together. And But they've got distracted by something, either yeah. some sort of negative hobby 
or like I don't know, just watching too much porn, or God knows what it is, right? That's caused them to yeah. like fall out of love sure. with each other. And the therapy and couples counselling is a thing that does bring people back together and can revitalise a flagging relationship. I'm not saying that we should chuck it out the window, but no, I think that you, like like there's definitely an element of that P flex. You shouldn't try and be fake to. No. I just think, can um, you really keep that going? I like, think it's hard to get to the stuff. point where you have to do a complete reversal of things yeah. that have happened, which Change is your personality really hard that. for most people to do. Let's face it. Like most people will not just change a huge aspect of their life yeah. on it's a just, whim. You but know, also, like, even if they time. try to change, dude, I mean, can you really maintain that? I, I th- you know, here's, here are some things I, I think, think like the damage has kind can. of been done by then too, right? Like right, if you're at the I point like- where you've recognized or your partner's recognized that you really need to change, it's going to take so much work to undo. It's going to be so hard. It sucks, yeah. right? Like, I think honestly, the in terms of marriage counseling, I know a few people who, who've gone through this. I think the main thing is the resentment builds up over unspoken bones of contention, right? Yeah. So there'll be some problem between you two that, that isn't being talked about. And if it all comes out, everybody gets very emotional and it's it can get out of control very quickly. The key, I think, is in any kind of situation where a relationship is struggling, is if you get a third party, like a marriage counselor, say, to essentially mediate what needs to happen is the airing of all the dirty laundry and the cobwebs and all the rest of it. Once that's come out and you're saying why you're frustrated, that's how people start to come back together. Yeah. And whatever you guys, when people got together, whatever it was in the early days, it will have changed over time because, I mean, like, you know, you and I are in the same boat, Chris. We, we've been together with our partner a very long time. Yeah. And we've gone from being just goofy kids together to being responsible adults with children and mortgages and shit like that. Yeah. You're not the same person. No. Over that time, you've you've changed. You've and neither is your partner because the two of you, hopefully, in that time, will have evolved together, right? Right, and become stronger. But you've been through so many things together. So I mean, key moments. It's never perfect, though. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's it's perfect for me. I'm I'm happy. Like things go well a, a lot of the time, but there's there's still things that are. Not like a problem for us, but there's there there's definitely like issues, external issues, hundred percent that, that crop up time and time again. But we're so used to talking about them and dealing with them that even that evolves, right? But it's ongoing. It's not just like okay, we've we've, we've solved this and we're done, and it's, we're never going right. to talk it's about all, it again. That's very not healthy like, either, right? Like we're, right. we're also problem solving guys who want to look at a problem <laughs> and be like, well, that's oh, this thing. If there's not I, a problem, we're not talking about it. And if there is a problem, how we're do we fix, fix it? it? Yeah, right. I'm, I, I think, I'm yeah, really interested crazy. in fixing all of the problems. But no, there's there's always stuff. There's 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 recurring things for sure that we've just like I said, we've gotten used to discussing at length, and we know where we stand on it. But it's something. It's like, you know, it'll be something that's a trigger point for one of us where, you know, we threaten to go off on one and the other person will have to, you know what I mean? There's 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 tons of little things like that, right? And it's just, right. I, I, I feel that that's just what a relationship with another person is like sometimes, right? There's what, like... What are like, give give us an example of something. I want to find out what your love language, or your you think your love language might be according to this book. I don't, right? oh, I I love, don't, I don't me, think mine Give me an example that. of like something that you do... Loving to your to your wife. I, I tell you what, she, what I, I think the key to our relationship, right, is that she makes me laugh and I make her laugh, and I try to make make her have one big laugh every day. Yeah, like really, really make her laugh at least That's a once good one, a day. Yeah. 
And it's not like I go out of my way to do it. I'm just that funny. That, you know, <laughs> we're hanging out. But it, it really, I think that like laughing has been the, the biggest thing that we've shared is we have a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. And we, we have, I'm sure you have the same thing, Sips, uh, in jokes that only you two know. And they can oh, go man, back yeah. fucking decades. God, yeah. There'll be some moment that you've both shared, which is like, oh my God, this is so funny. And yeah. it just stays with you. And just referencing it makes you both laugh. For sure. Like, I love that. One of my, I, I have one of my favorites, one of my all-time favorites, which I, I'm not going to share. I, I guess I should It's a share. private one, yeah. Well, no, that's it's, fine. Not, it's not weird. It is funny. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it to you guys. Okay, so this is a relative of ours. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. Was driving us. Uh, this is when we'd recently moved up to London. And this relative is is uh, pretty has had a pretty closeted life, I'd say, um, if that's the word. Like quite shall sheltered. we? Hasn't really sheltered. You in a bubble? Yeah, yeah. Hasn't seen many black people in their lives. Is <laughs> right. how I'd put it. Right. Uh, they uh, the relative is driving us in the car, and it's quite a narrow London street. And another car pulled over to let us go past, and the driver of this other car was black. And as we went past. The relative slowed the car, wound down the window, and said, "And yelled out, are you from Africa?" <laughs> no, he said. A call back he there said, "Thanks, man." And I've never heard this relative use the term "man" in my life. So I think he said, "Thanks, man," because the guy was black, and we we say that to each other all the time. It's just so funny. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Right. Little things like that are great. I think with uh, with uh, with uh, me and my wife, it's 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 like lots of little things now. It's a lot more practical because of where we're at right now with having so many kids and stuff, right? So it'll just be like really little things. Like it, like if my wife gets back from like being in town with the baby or taking the baby to like a, a lesson or, or, or something like that, I, I make her tea. And that and that's enough. She's just like, oh my god, I just needed somebody to make me Honestly. tea when I got in. It makes such a huge, uh, it's such a huge deal. I know it's such a small thing, but I just I like that somebody's got my back in that sense. Oh, and it's just if, it's if, like if the if smallest Mrs. thing. If brings but, me a cup of tea, it's that's that's it. I love her for the whole. Rest yeah, of the day. exactly. Likewise, I'll just be sitting here streaming or whatever, and she'll just bring me tea, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is fucking this fantastic. This is the best. Yeah, and so and I mean, very is, occasionally the, the she'll bring like a mini Twix or something as well, and I'm just like, oh. fuck me, like. I mean, I, you know, I sometimes, uh, like Mrs. F just got on a Friday, we quite often get get breakfast set, like brought in, you know, yeah. delivery or whatever. So she got me a sausage and egg muffin from Leon, which is actually really good. I love that. I yeah. fucking love that. It <laughs> me makes too. Me so just happy. really simple things, like yeah. uh, you know, like we just like to when when like when the kids have gone to school and the baby's sleeping. We just go somewhere and get a coffee, and it's just oh, like, yeah. oh man! Even just like for five minutes, it's just like, fuck, this is so so great. Like you just this is such a nobody's asking me a book. question or, right. or whatever. You know, we're just we can just have a, it's it's a just chat, honestly. and even if we're not talking about anything overly important, it's just nice. You know, we can just, just talk about a show yeah. that we're watching. Or but like, don't, don't you find that like that's the other thing is like I can talk to Mrs. F. Like we can we can just go out to dinner just us and we even though we live together and very little yeah. happens that yeah. the other isn't aware of we could talk for ages yeah yeah, uh, yeah. do you ever have I those times that. where you're just like you you get really caught up in talking about something and then you're like you you look at your watch and you're like holy shit it's like two in the morning like we should really go not to bed. for a long time because yeah. Mrs F goes to bed very early <laughs> yeah. she's like 
we 9 30 10 o'clock it, it doesn't happen so much now but like it still does happen occasionally but it's kind of nice to think that you could be married to somebody for so long and spend so much time day to day with them and stuff but still have a ton of stuff to say to each other like uh like i i, I don't find i don't think i've ever had like a really awkward conversation with my with my no, wife or anything no, either same. like it's always been because we're, we're pretty upfront about stuff like if if stuff bugs us or whatever we'll say it like you know like she'll just be straight up like um but you so know. do you think that's the 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 language of love i think uh for us would be honesty and humor Tra trust right, as a, well because you, yeah. you have to trust the other person that you can just be yourself around them right not feel like you're going to be judged or um you know but have that, somebody... that's the thing that, that's the key thing right yeah is be being yourself and i think a lot of these self-help fucking things are telling you that basically you need to change your behavior to make this work. Yeah, but that's but my point. Is if, if being yourself isn't working out, it's not going to work out because you can't be yeah, someone else if you all can, the time. If you can be be yourself and meet somebody who genuinely loves you for being yourself, it's the yeah, best, right? It's the it. it's the best possible outcome. But it's such a great feeling too. Like you yeah, never yeah. feel like uh, like I don't know. I guess some people just feel like really like uh, desperate or down in the dumps with their relationship or, or whatever. But like I I've never felt like that like i've always felt like you know my partner has my back no matter what it doesn't matter what it is yeah. like even if it's really like you know out there or like controversial or whatever i feel like like she would she would have my back and it's just nice to know right i think she yeah. feels the Super same way healthy. about me yeah i think like a lot of people say their partner is their best friend as well and i think that that is definitely something that i've experienced as well um, with my most recent relationship. And I think that was quite hard um, to process, um, you know, falling out of love with someone, but still being very um, good, good friends with them. You yeah. know, I think it's it's hard to, I think, yeah, it's definitely nice. It's, it's, I think some of the things you said, Sips, was, was, was really nice. Like, you know, that they won't judge you or, or be critical of you. You know, yeah. I think that's definitely a red flag when you see these people in relationships. I don't know, kind of being mean, like a like, little bit mean to each other. A little I mean, bit. Obviously, but, uh, but obviously, obviously, like there's meanness and there's meanness. You know, when we're sure. when we're best friends, God, the things we say to each other in Dota, <laughs> holy crap! Yeah, well, um, I mean. But the, the the thing is, like, even sometimes if they judge you or are critical of you, you you know that it's not like that's not the final word in it, right? Like they're reasonable enough where you can have a discussion and come to like an agreement or a compromise on it as well, right? Like it's yeah. not it it's it's knowing that that's also possible, and I think that that helps too. You know, it's not just like this. Yeah. You're condemned. I've judged you. Uh, or I've been critical of you and that's it. We're like, there's no way we can go from, from here sort of thing. I've never felt like that either. You know, I've always, I've always felt like <laughs> I could explain, you know, to, to my part, my wife and say, you know, like there, there'd be some reasoning with it, you know, like there, there would be some reasonableness about it. All right. I, I got a question for you guys. And this is, this is kind of similar. How, how, how often do you find yourselves being too trusting. And I'm not talking about relationships. I'm not talking about too trusting of your partner or whatever. I'm just saying, how often do you find that you you believe other people more than other people seem to believe other people? Uh, probably more often than I should. Like, I, I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know? Like, I, I don't know if my, I don't know if my judge of character immediately is great. You know what I mean? Right. My wife is insane with this. She like she'll meet somebody and within a moment like she'll have formed some opinion about them or get some feeling about them and I'm not even kidding she's always right it's insane 
Like, uh, like anytime I meet somebody new, I'm always like, Hey, you got to meet my wife. <laughs> Cause I, I like, it's like passing <laughs> through a test. Like it's like, it's like, it's like the, doing the trader uh, test on TTT. Like, like when the Terminator comes into the, uh, the underground human base. So they've got those dogs there. Oh man. He's a Terminator. He's a fucking Terminator. Yeah. And she's oh, never man. been wrong. Like if she, if she meets somebody and she's like, uh, I don't know. Like they seem like there's something about them. Like they're just, they're off somehow or whatever. They're always off. Like it's, so, it's insane. I, I, I have a similar kind of thing where I meet people and I just don't like them. And I think the main reason is I can tell very quickly that they don't like me, which is it's really obvious when people don't like me because it's it's hard to like me. So when people meet me and don't like me, they, they can barely conceal their contempt. So I'm like, well, I don't like this fucking guy. Yeah, he clearly doesn't like me. So that's that. We're enemies now. And Man, I'm never I... going to talk to this person. I don't know That's about you guys, but goes. most people I meet, I feel like they don't like me. And I've gotten to the point now where I just don't give a shit. I was no, like, I don't give a shit. Like if, just if, you, if you like person. me or you don't like me, it's a really it's no consequence to me whatsoever. Like right. you have to put up with me for a second while I talk to you and then we can move on or whatever. But like, I, I, I always get like weird, I don't know, like, like some strange like vibes from people. Like, I, I don't know. Like I always, I always hmm. feel like people are friendlier to each other than they are to me somehow. Or, <laughs> yeah, I know maybe I'm mean. like a narcissist or something. I don't know, but no, I think it's just, um, especially because of the, the job that we do, which is like, there's people watching us all the time time i think we're, we're all quite acutely aware of i mean i streamed yesterday for for nearly eight hours right so i'm on camera for eight hours which nobody fucking has to do that ever unless they're like being watched in prison uh. or you know they're i don't know a streamer <laughs> like that's yeah, i can't yeah, think yeah. of any other jobs so i i kind of get acutely aware of w how i'm perceived because of that like years of that being on camera one way or another being yeah. on a panel or whatever you know you, you scratch your nose and everybody sees it and all that kind of stuff so you, you kind of have this acute awareness of being looked at and uh, evaluated by other people yeah. when i'm streaming I, i'm not thinking about that at all but the, your subconscious must be thinking about it I, so maybe I, when I, you're meeting people you're evaluating how they're evaluating you like you're spending too much a of your of a brain a mirror that. here right like i think you you obviously like the love language thing i think you project your own insecurities onto other people and assume that that, you know, just because maybe you don't like other people, they don't like you. I think like I, 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 I can see why, and certainly I know a lot of people and there are reasons why I wouldn't like them, but I don't really think that I, there's many people in real life that I dislike actually at the moment. I think I'm very trust. I think I'm very trusting, and I I always I try and assume the best of people, or, right. or at least yeah, at least e like to the point where you know even like a, a negative Twitter or a negative tweet or a negative YouTube comment, some people can't help but rise to that fire, and they they read the worst into it. Whereas I read that that person is stupid or a child or joking or a stupid child or yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 like or it's a bad joke or or that it's something I've done. You know, the way we talk to each other, oftentimes, you know, people talk to me in the way that I talk to Duncan and Simon and joke with people like that. And and it, obviously it's inappropriate like to do in person, but I never think that, that, that they're like that. I can see why people wouldn't like me as well. I can understand why I would rub people up the wrong way because I'm... I'm fairly blunt and I, I make stupid jokes and I don't necessarily I don't know. Like I think you're, watch I, myself. I actually think you're 
a fairly charming person. Like, you know, you're, well, you're good. You got nice, uh, nice interpersonal skills. Like you're not, you're not like awkward or anything like that. You know, like some people are just like fucking painful. Like talk you're talking to. to Lewis right now. Yeah, no, I, I don't find Lewis too bad. Well, maybe I'm just used to him now. I mean, I, I've known him for a long time, so maybe I'm just used to him, but um, no, I don't find it. I don't, I don't ever find you like awkward or anything like that. I think but. I'm definitely overly trusting of people. I think I, I really do like, give people the benefit of the doubt and it's led me astray but it's also the opposite too i think it's helped me more than it's hurt me because m- there's only a minority of people who actually are scumbags um that i've come across and you know i think that even that that is is they should have known better or you know they let their they let their animal urges or whatever get the best of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like in a sense, it was more that they were just, a, a, again, a bit poorly educated or, or like just not sure. I don't know, like lured away and, and went in yeah. a bad place. Everyone makes mistakes, right? And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, in these days of internet cancel culture, it's very easy to, you know, forget that we used to be able to forgive people, but now, you know, um, everything you do and everything you tweet is written down and there forever used for a world to see. Used against you, yeah. yeah. So here's why I asked, because I suddenly had, you know when you have a memory of something from fucking years ago? Yeah. And even if it's something that's kind of embarrassing or whatever, it was so long ago and you were so young, you kind of give yourself a free pass and you're like, well, I didn't know better, I was just a kid. I was, I've, I've always been very, very bad at spotting when people are obviously like lying about something. Like, a story that's so ridiculous that I should be able to see through it straight away. Yeah. And I just believe them, especially if they're a friend of mine. I'll believe you want to believe them, though, right? Because right. Because I think it comes back to just giving people the benefit of the doubt, you know, like even I, if. I agree, Sips. But, but, but then. You, you remember... haven't heard how fucking ridiculous this story that so, I. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so what happens, though? Oh, boy, I'm, right, I'm, I'm, list- I'm looking forward to it, but take this with a pinch of salt because. People always exaggerate their stories to make them sound better. And then they tell those stories again and again, and then they eventually become corrupted. And, well, and way to go. they think well, that way to ruin the, the, podcast. the made-up version. Like every story. We've done this. <laughs> this We've is the whole this. podcast is us telling stories <laughs> telling... that get spicier and spicier every yeah. time you retell yeah. them. If, if people like, you know, look through our 10 or 15 years of broadcast <laughs> history, they're going to hear many different versions of the same story. And, and I will swear blind that the latest version is the true one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. So it's, it's here's how it, how it went. Stories get better guess, the older they get, right? Cause they- I guess I would have been about 13, maybe 14. And my friend Keith in, uh, well, there's a name you don't hear anymore. No, you do not see many Keiths anymore. No, right. my friend Keith in school, Told we we were we really wanted to get into to LARPing, right? It was a relatively new thing. Very few places in the UK did it at that time. Like so there were some, but it's now, I mean, the gathering and all that kind of shit. It's like thousands of people across Europe coming together for these big LARPing events. It was still considered like pretty out there. And as we were young kids, we couldn't exactly go off and do this stuff by ourselves. We didn't know any any anyone else really. There were there were some people in the class that would have done it, but there was no way we could do it. So my friend Keith told me that he did regular LARPing and I was like, oh wow. And he told me where it was. It was like somewhere in Bournemouth. Out in the out in the sticks a bit in Bournemouth. And I was like, uh, you know, wh- what kind of costumes? He goes, oh oh yeah, you have to wear a costume, but the monsters don't wear costumes. The monsters are holograms. Okay. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, they're like projected. Like they project the hologram 
creatures. Right. So you fight them, uh, and if you sh hit them, they'll like the hologram will change, like it will react to the hit. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. So the other day, I was uh, I was out with my mates. You know, we're larping. We're patrolling through the forest, and I see a goblin up in a tree, and it looked like the goblin was there because it was just a projected hologram. And I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. What I should have said was, wow, this sounds like absolute fucking bollocks. Why am I believing this? For months, he strung me along, telling me a little bit more about it. Right. I arranged to go and meet up with him. He kept canceling at the last minute. It never occurred to me that he was full of shit. Until eventually, I just must have stopped talking about it. I can't remember. There was no showdown where I was like, you're fucking lying. It's just like, who believes that? Holograms, fucking holograms being projected. And this is just some local LARPing group in Bournemouth. This would be on the fucking news that people have figured out how to project holograms that look like life. Like, we can't do that now. No, can you imagine they could do that now, though? Man, those, oh, man. those LARPers I mean, would be we, going it would just crazy. be VR, right? But it was yeah. like... I, I actually believe so it. So now, and do I, you have like It occurred a, to me how, that I must have been very stupid back then, and I'm worried I'm not less stupid now. Does Am this, I still is it, capable? Is this a trigger point for you now? Like, if you if you detect that somebody might be lying, do you have a flashback to Keith? Um, <laughs> Keith, telling me about telling his fucking you, hologram and, Yeah, but like, almost like like the can't stand you, you know? Like, you, you have like the memory of him like laughing <laughs> with his yellow ass <laughs> teeth, saying that there's it's, projected goblins in the tree, and you just like, No, I just feel bad bad man because keith, keith was a good lad um he he was just he had a lot of troubles at home i think and wow. i think his escape was making shit up Lying. almost yeah. like a fantasy world and telling you It'd about interesting it was to kind see of uh, how keith's life has been i like I, I know what he did after school well what did he do he managed the sex shop in town okay amazing yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there's an element of that in everyone right a certain a certain childlike imagination but also i think there's this kind of slightly addictive thing when someone is paying attention to you and they're like wrapped and they're like hanging on your every word. Exactly, yeah. There's this allure to like carry on going. And this is like, you know, if you could make someone laugh, then you don't want to stop. You want to just keep, you know, it's it's kind of this addictive thing, right? Um, it's this high. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm a bit weird in this sense, but when people start acting like that around me, I'm kind of done. Like, I feel like I've conquered them. <laughs> you know, like, if you're hanging on every word I've said, I got nothing else to do. Like, I don't need you anymore. Like, it's the pursuit of, you know, like I'm trying to win people you're, over. Once I've won them, I'm the done. Chase, I'm not the, yeah. I don't know. Right. Maybe you guys aren't like that. That's but, your love language. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right about stories getting better the older they get. So, me and Simon went out this week for the first time in like five or maybe even like like seven or eight years like simon and i are obviously very close friends but we see each other about one afternoon a week where we hang out and do a podcast and chat about stuff and it's about the right amount we can both handle of each other you know um it's like we're not we haven't got a lot in common but we do get on very well and we have a very similar sense of humor and simon um had been telling me for some time, this is very unusual, had actually been communicating with me and saying, you know, oh, you know, make sure you're free on Sunday at 6.30. And so, he, you know, warned me a week before, then he warned me the day before, and then he warned me the day of, you know, as if I was like not going to turn up. But he wouldn't tell me what I was going to do with him, right? What we were going to do together. So I turn up outside his place um, and it's in, it, it was, we went to the Bristol Tobacco Factory, which is a theatre, old, like kind of old, very hipstery theater you know 
And Brian Blessed was doing a charity sort of evening with Brian Blessed. So 80 minutes of him talking, basically. Kind of very unscripted. He's done a few of them before across the country for raising money for these Nepalese charities that he's involved with. Because, you know, he's... He's been up, you know, he's been to Nepal quite a few times and he was actually up Everest, like, I think I think he's climbed Everest four times. Wow. Blessed. That's anyway, show off, he's, eh? he is a, a spectacularly unique man and his, he sort of had this meandering, he's 86. Um, and he's, he's got 86. this huge, his huge, huge history. He was obviously in theatre and film for a lot of his life, but he became this adventurer he walked the north pole and one of his stories was he was walking and i i know i shouldn't tell this because it's his story right but i feel like this is an example right i'm using here one of his stories is he was walking to the north and the, the, the the eight minutes was peppered with things exactly like this unbelievable stories he was walking to the north pole okay uh as the oldest man ever to walk to the north pole he was 73 Um, and he was with his little group, and he was walking across the ice, the magnetic North Pole. Yeah. And here's this like rumbling and this sort of cracking and this sort of humming, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? And to the right of them, the, the ice starts cracking and breaking, and it's a fucking red October Russian icebreaker comes out, a submarine comes out of the ice, right, and surfaces. Um, and obviously, they've spotted these guys on the on the you know on. I don't know, satellite or something. They've seen them. So the Russians get out and they come over and um, they sort of talk to the, these guys. And one of them, who's the, the officer, says, you know, says, to, says, looks at Brian, is like, is that, is that, could, you, could you say Gordon's alive? <laughs> um, and, and so Brian has to like, it's like, it's like, imagine you're, Getting recognised by the Russian guy. Can you sing Diggy Hall for me? <laughs> exactly, it's like that, uh, oh. and it's a, obviously an absolutely banging story. Um, and I, I almost, it's almost too good to believe, right? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't coming from him, you know, um, you know, it's almost, it's almost too good. And, and there's, there's so many other ones like that. Like he's met. You know, these incredibly famous characters. He went to Bristol school. So he had spent a lot of time talking about how he was at the old Vic Bristol Theatre and Peter O'Toole was his friend. Right. Uh, you know, obviously a famous, famous actor and how they would like bully John Gielgud and like slap his <laughs> ass and like jump out on him and stuff like this. And he met Agatha Christie. Good and God. of course, Agatha Christie, incredibly famous as well. And yeah. and he told a story about how Agatha Christie told him she had to get this custom pair of knickers made so that she didn't chafe her ass on all the camels she was riding in the Egyptian, you know, excavations that she was going on with her, you know, 15 years younger than her husband kind of thing. So, so their sex life wasn't interrupted by the chafing or whatever. It was very... It was. It was. A, a, and obviously, he was in Star Wars. He was in. He's in all sorts. He's in everything. He's done it. He's met Wait, everyone. He was in Star Wars. Mm. He was in. He met. You know, George Lucas told him he was fucking boring. Apparently. Oh. And you know, he had to spice it up. So he was. Yeah. He was. He was boss Nass in the. He was the. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so is that it? Oh, I didn't the, even realize. Terrible I know. So yeah. he's done. He's done all sorts of stuff, right? But one thing that that triggered me was 
uh, and Simon like looks around at me at this point because we were just having a good time. Uh, he was talking about how he loves space. He kept going back to space. And I guess because he's an explorer. I love um, space. <laughs> I love space. He does. Exactly it's like that. so fascinating. <laughs> you, this is oh, it's like it's like we're here. Um, and he would, would not go on about the James Webb Space Telescope. Okay. So go on, Brian. Tell me about the James Webb Space Telescope. The James telescope. Webb Telescope is floating out in space. <laughs> it's just near the sun. It's a telescope, a James Webb Telescope. Oh. I said to my wife, I said, we have to go to the James Webb Telescope. That's ex- exactly what, exactly the kind of so thing. So I put on my walking boots and off we set. <laughs> So he actually says that the James Webb Telescope has been sending, so has been capturing messages from alien. Right. Um, it's been <laughs> And the aliens have been talking to us. Right. And of no, course, me and Simon looked at each other like slightly leaving, concerned. Like, at just slowly, like, yeah, just the place like, starts emptying out. Just well, pick up my coat and just walk in. He has lost his mind. <laughs> Let's go. The aliens have been communicating with Mr. <laughs> Webb for some time. It's his telescope. I called him up. I said, James, it's Brian. What have the aliens got to say for themselves now? I don't know that's if that's ex- even a good Brian Blessing. That is actually terrible. brilliant. Hilarious. It's but you perfect. know it's you, you know who it is. <laughs> I know who it is, yeah. Oh fuck. So, me, so man. it was it was a wonderful, wonderful time. A very I mean he I think Brian takes himself very seriously, as you obviously all have to, but he's also aware that he's someone who's basically said yes to everything for the past fifty years. <laughs> yeah. And as a result has done a ludicrous melange of garbage. Yeah, what uh, he was in? Um, what what commercial was he? Not like not go compare, but it was like one of those stupid ass um, comparison, the meerkat ones. Or yeah, he something. he did something like that more recently as well, didn't he? I seem to remember, or well, I don't actually remember because I'm struggling. Guy. But I mean, most recently he's been doing the voice of Granddaddy Pig in Peppa Pig, right? Um, oh shit! Is he? Uh, does he, he actually do the voice for him? For the yeah, for Grandpa Pig, yeah. yeah. So that's a that's the thing you, you, you will know him for. But but yeah, obviously, uh, just so interesting and also weird. Um, yeah, he's weird. He's yeah. he's a character, right? One of these old British eccentrics. He's very unique. There's no one quite like him. And you know, he's. I think it's his sort of old theatre background and this 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 very this idea of his booming voice. Yes. He's full of memes too, right? Like you know, people meet him and they're like, oh. Do the Gordons alive? You know, it's very um, almost like a it's a one hit wonder with a couple yeah. of these things. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Had though. a good time. Yeah, really that good sounds time. fun. Uh, the other thing me and Simon did this week, which was a, a twofer, is I've been telling everyone about this, but basically, um, Sarah, who didn't is out, go to TwitchCon. Together. Have you met Sarah Talk? Sarah Talk, Yog yeah. Talk from from she, she she's in the office now and it happened to be on a wednesday afternoon when simon was in she said oh jaffa cakes have done or well it was, it was actually Krispy cream have done a jaffa cakes partnership and they they've done a competition to do the best tiktok so simon and sarah were like this will be hilarious let's enter the competition let's make some dumb stuff so they did they submitted it and of course they were the only person who submitted anything so they won Nice. And the prize was to visit the Jaffa factory and see where the Jaffa cakes were made, which is obviously very funny to mm-hmm. us, but also mm-hmm. something we don't really want to do, right? Um, 
And obviously, the competition is really designed for a, a taste master, right? The, the idea is to find some kid or someone, in some eccentric weirdo in Britain. It's on TikTok, right? So you're looking for a kid, really, who is who loves Jaffa cakes and wants to go and see how they're made in the factory, right? And it's a nice day out for him and stuff. Anyway, of course, we won it. And we won it because we had the most views. I think there were like one or two entries by actual kids. They got no views, so they didn't win it. Um, they, mm. they Maybe they would have done, but so I felt a bit bad about that, but not that bad. But obviously it was like, because Sarah and Simon and the Yogg's cast had, had won it. Like who gets the prize, right? Who gets to go? It's like yeah. one person. So we talked to the guy, the um, the guys and they were like, well, look, you know, Simon doesn't want to come down to drive across to Leicester or wherever the Jaffa factory actually is, you know. Why? So, well, Simon doesn't travel very well. It's not that far. Come on, Simon. This is like once in a lifetime, man. Yeah, I know. Inside the factory, he could have done his own uh, Yeah, he could do better than Greg. He's not Brian Blessed. He doesn't just say yes to things. Anyway, we basically arranged it so it would be the local, the flagship store in the Bristol area that we'd go there. And because um, they make all the, the Jaffa donuts in the back. And it felt like this weird blend of a, a brand deal where we're on our best behavior, but also they're technically, we're technically prize winners. So they're being nice to us. And, and they're not sure what we're allowed to film. And so it, it became this kind of slightly odd not awkward but we had to we were both treading quite carefully yeah. about you know not not saying anything bad about crispy creams but no. not also not just promoting it not doing everything they you know not not just completely going down the marketing spiel route you know so yeah we tried to be authentic as possible while being polite and while being nice because they were very mm. nice people you know this nice lady came down from head office who was obviously head of Krispy Kreme marketing in the UK to be sent there from America or something, you know, as as a as a. I th I feel bad for those executives who have to, you know, be sent from head office to run some country, you know, some country's presence there. But she was nice enough, and then they also brought one of the chefs who sort of makes the new donut recipes and has made made new donut recipes for the last ten years. Right. Um, so 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 they ha they were really really nice and chatted with Simon and chatted with me and um. It was, Did you it ever was a think at any point that you experience. could have just been like at home in your undies playing computer games instead? Always. Games. I'm always thinking that. Even when I'm at like GDC or anywhere, or, you I'm know, anytime when I'm at the shops, I'm just thinking, man, I, I could just not be doing this right now. I could yeah. just be... Well, yeah. I had the, exactly that yesterday when a man was uh, shoving a staple gun into my ass uh, for half an hour. So, um, good yeah. Lord. Did, and uh, in other news, how'd the hospital appointment go? It was fine. Do, would you like to go on a journey <laughs> deep into my ass? Do you want me to walk you through it? No. Just in case you ever <laughs> need to have a uh, biopsy, a, uh, a transrectal biopsy of the prostate is what it's called. Do you called? know what? The, the name alone... I don't need to know the details. I, if I, if this, ha I'm sure this is something I'll have to do at some point. No, I hope not. I, I would rather go in blind and just not know what's coming. Just, just. I don't there. honestly. I think uh, knowing what's coming makes it easier to handle. It's not bad. It's it is not that bad. It's a little. Okay. It's a little uncomfortable, but um. So so okay. So the 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 whole point of it is that they put a probe into your ass. It's an ultrasound probe that's got some instrumentation on the end of it. Is it um, like the one that? And I, I don't. I'm sure you've had this where, where they they put it up the up, up the the lady's vagina uh, when when she's pregnant to have a good old look see around there. Maybe, maybe there. possibly because uh, that's that's a big bad boy right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, 
Well, like, I mean, the, the thing is, you're on Can your side. Can we go side. back to talking about Jaffa Cake Donuts? This episode is not sponsored <laughs> by Krispy Kreme, but I'd rather talk about those delicious chocolate rigs than no, no, but whatever, listen, whatever rigs we're talking about right chocolate rig, boy, oh, oh, yeah. you, know, you don't want to hear about this? It's like kind no, of No, I do, I do. I want to be reassured right. that if I do have to do it, I won't be scared off. Because I think a lot of people talk about these things in a way yeah. that... Um, I, I think my dad had a similar thing. I think he had a prostate biopsy as well. And he was he was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. No, no, <laughs> it is. It's not as bad as you think. But um, I think the, the big thing for me was that, so there's a bit of prep. They give you antibiotics that you need to start taking the morning that you're about to have it. Because if your prostate gets infected, it can be quite bad. But there's a really low chance of it getting infected, especially if you're taking antibiotics. So I had to take an antibiotic. And the thing that I was dreading the most of the whole thing was I had to give myself an enema at home wow. and i didn't know much about enemas uh except for i think i'd seen somebody having an enema on one of those With red like, wine yeah uh, no not Chocolate a red wine or enema. like coffee or whatever no no it was on a it was on a it was on a tv show like embarrassing bodies or something like that and somebody they just had like a big tube in their ass and you could yeah. see all the chunks of poo coming out like in yeah. the water and stuff and i thought i can't i'm not doing that at home it's going to go everywhere. There's going to be shit all over the place or at least water with, you know, contaminated by shit going all over the damn place. It's not. It's fine. You get like this little squeezy bottle with like a, a little nozzle. You shove it in your ass and then you just squeeze the liquid into your ass. And surprisingly, it just doesn't drip out. Your your ass just keeps it, retains it. <laughs> It just fills you up with this like water with chemicals in it. And then two minutes later, you just take a normal shit. It's just like you just like piss water out of your ass for a little bit. And then just you just you, your your bowels just empty out. And it's, and it's fine. It wasn't like messy or anything. This is the stuff they don't teach you in school, man. They yeah. don't teach you this I, shit. I mean, the thing is, they don't like, teach you, like I did that. And I was like, holy crap. Like all those times I was constipated, I could have just done this and saved myself like a whole bunch of... <laughs> A, a whole bunch think, of you know, uh, I don't pain. think I've I don't think I've ever been constipated in my life. Oh, I have. It's it's rough. When you finally do go for a poo, it's like it's like a basketball's coming out. It's like it's, oh, it's I think, insane. Yeah, I definitely err on the side of, of runnier rather than yeah. than, than no, stuck. I, I used to be pretty runny, but now I'm finding I'm finding now like it's more the older I get, the it's more up. the more the well, more constipated. Well, that's the old fiber tend, balance, the old fiber seesaw. I tend to be not yeah. too much. I to try try to take some Metamucil, I think. Um, but anyway, so I did that. Went in. Um, they just give you a gown. You have to take all your clothes off. They give you a gown. They lay you on a bed underneath a big X-ray machine. Uh, you're facing away, and it's nice because there's like a nurse who just stands there with you and has a chat with you because it's a little bit uncomfortable. But they put some like uh, they put some like numbing gel all around your bee hole, um, and then they put a uh, they put a, a, a uh, an ass uh, pill, another antibiotic into your ass before they put the probe in. And then when they put the probe in. They uh, inject some local anesthetic into the prostate, which feels really weird. But wow. <laughs> once it once it numbs it all, it's fine because they, then they've got this spring-loaded apparatus on the end of the probe that basically just stabs your prostate to take tissue samples of it, right? Yeah. But they have to take eight. Oh, a minimum of of eight. So it takes it takes a little while, but the sensation is so weird. Like uh, you hear this click, and it sounds like somebody's like firing a staple gun into your ass. But then the sensation, you can feel like this like shooting sensation all up your penis, right to the tip of your penis. It's really weird. Good Lord. Yeah, it's like a vibration deep within you, but like not, not a pleasant one. So this goes on for like 10 minutes maybe. 
And then he's just like, okay. Did you get a boner? You're done. No, funnily enough. Because I thought huh. like with all this... <laughs> I never had. <laughs> I've had like asking the important no, no, questions. Yeah. Some, it did occur to me. I'm thinking oh, no, because you you hear about this, right? You hear like people like, oh, you know, sometimes when they stick their fingers in your ass to to check you or whatever, you can get a boner. Um, your your dick like retreats into a cave, like it goes the <laughs> other way. Like you feel oh. the whole the whole process of somebody examining you and uh, oh, and sticking their fingering so to your ass and yeah. stuff is the is just like the the most anti-sexual feeling you'll ever have in your I life. I think I I think I'd get a boner from that. Yeah, but you're disgusting. No. No, there was no 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 boners were occurring. So anyway, um <laughs> okay, after the thing was done, um I just have like a really short course of antibiotics to take and also I just said be- it's okay. Because my prostate's <laughs> been stabbed like eight times, uh there was a bit of blood in my pee. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> expecting a bit of blood in my poo. And no. apparently, for a little while, there could be a bit of uh, blood in your cum as well. Oh, so, oh like my it, God. It's like you're right. a vampire or something. Yes. And the blood's leaking for out. For a little while, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, so when you said I'd feel better about this process, it's not bad. Because I, when I got home, I peed. <laughs> and there was like a little tiny now. bit of blood at the end of my pee. And since yeah. then, I peed like four or five times, no blood. All right, Good Tom, Lord. prior to this going out, insert this small warning, okay? What? Uh, what you're about to hear is fucking gross and no, scary. No, it's and not. And we will tell you when it's over. And, well, you, you didn't have to go through it. I went through it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. And honestly, I would say, because I know, I think this month actually, funnily enough, is uh, like uh, like officially or maybe unofficially uh, prostate awareness uh, month or week or day or something. It was recently, but it, it it's really not that bad. And if you do okay. need to get checked... Don't let that deter you because, uh, okay. like they say, you know, because yeah, well, you, I mean, you guys is, hear about Bill this Turnbull is, this recently, is like you know, step BBC five News. Uh, I did hear about Bill Turnbull. He, I was never a fan. He, well, he died of prostate cancer. He's he quite did, young. Yeah. He was only in his 60s. And, um, but he was late. He was late to go in and get checked and stuff too. And may, I, I don't know if he had been earlier to get checked, if it would have changed things or whatever, but it's still best to get in early. So if you notice any change in your, in your regular, habits or whatever it's better to just go in and get checked yep there you go there you go yeah you're also deeper down the the path of of um your high high risk you know because they've they flagged up a few things with you yeah but let's hope they don't um yeah don't hope not. Too so, so next month uh related to the issues i've been having but not so much to the prostate next month i'm gonna have a, a miniature telescope inserted into the hole of my dick um, so that'll be really fun too. Apparently, that is fairly unpleasant. And yeah, no, that, this is like quite fucking couples after. therapy yeah. for for us, though. This is it. You're getting all of this stuff out. You, we should. You sh- Do you know you what I'm hoping? Telling someone else I'm, I'm this hoping stuff. that they they give me a really good check over. They oh. find something that's not overly threatening. Maybe something I just take a bit of medication for or whatever. And that and then I don't need to have it done ever again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I get a lot of this stuff out of the way now, maybe I won't need to be uh, prodded too much later on in life. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. But you never know, I I guess. I've been working hard on Jingle Jam. Reach out. (laughs) Good for you. I've been working hard on on that. And that's been stressing me out a bit. Um, It's been nice to be able to tell you about about this stuff, you know, and just 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 let out some of my frustrations with with people. Mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know, I'm always quite... Well, maybe we're too public about these these things, you know. But 
I feel like this is this is for me like my, it's like a behind the scenes look my rant session yeah you know you get a like a I'm nice never, behind the scenes yeah like I've, I I just it's constantly like bewildering the the responses that I get from people um and so interesting you know I'm just not used to it. I assume this is what it's like for anyone who works in marketing or anything like this but I, I just thought it would be more predictable you know I thought the responses would be more predictable mm. you know it would be like these people do that say there's a group of people who say this there's a group of people who have problems with this but no it's just it's all over the place yeah um, well, yeah you know I'm enjoying sometimes it sometimes you just I'm sometimes it. you just gotta you gotta take the rough with the smooth um, you gotta uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them and uh, mm. before mm. you know it mm. it'll be I'm. you know what it'll be fine like I, I, I feel like the whole be, thing runs be a big its, one this itself year. at this point, right? Jingle jam. It's like we're going for like ten years, right? Like, come on. I got there's already nine hundred dollars worth of games in the bundle, so it's bigger nice. than last year already. Nice. nice. This be it might be our biggest year. I'm hoping. Holy crap! It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Well, well don't hype it up know, too much. You know what? that we're all we're all over it. Like I, I love Jingle Jam. It's one of my favorite things to do. I look forward to it. More than I look forward to going to TI, oh, hands down, man. no doubt. I fucking love coming down to Bristol, doing all the streams, hanging out with y'all. Y'all. Uh, I fucking love it. And I, yeah. I love the fact that we look at how much fucking money we've raised and it's just like, wow, I've actually done some something worthwhile with my life. This yeah, is good. Something <laughs> I could be proud of. Something yeah. I could turn around and not feel shame when I explain to my exactly. kids what i was no doing shame. all that time out in the garage you know missed birthday parties <laughs> oh. you know standing out in the rain after soccer practice nobody picking them up like all those times and that here i am just on, crying in the bath i'll be digital like playing on my computer but it was worth it yeah well holy crap i'm glad um I'm glad we did this. Yeah, I'm glad we got yeah, it. I'm glad it. we. I'm glad we we did this. Thanks for I'm suffering good. through my torture story as well. Um, <laughs> oh fuck me! Yeah. I hope you guys can sleep tonight. Um, thinking about my <laughs> poor asshole. It's been, it's been through the, it's been through the, through the ringer. It's been yeah. through the ringer. Yeah, that that's it. Guy. That's it. Man. Have you guys been it playing uh, any video games recently? Can we talk I about have, some yeah. games quick? That's yeah, a good just idea. Just briefly, we could talk about some games. I played uh, Destroyer U-Boat Hunter. Oh, nice. Last week, that was a sponsored stream, but I was going to play it anyway, which right. is a happy coincidence. Right. Because uh, I played a lot of U-Boat where you are the, the commander of a German U-boat. I like those games. I like a game oh, like great. that. Yeah. You should try it. It's really There's fun. There's a game it's, it's called... It's quite fiddly. I think it's like Borrow Trauma or something like that. Borrow Trauma, yeah. yeah. So that's more of a cartoony version. This is more... That was a Jingle Jam um, last year, and that, was. that's a, more of an Among Us. It's kind of like a like um, a like a submarine survival game, though, right? Don't you have right. to like, fix yeah. the sub? So this is you're just the captain of a sub, and you right. control the crew, and you like you know tell them to go to this depth and prepare this torpedo and all the rest. Yes. of it. So it's good. The destroyer game, you're the destroyer trying to hunt the subs. Oh. And it's it's very complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's not that bad. But it's all it, it's re it's really really well done. It's very dramatic. And they, they've added this sort of theatrical element to it. So you do really feel like you're in a movie. Yeah. I, I recommend it. It was really, really good fun. And But I've also been playing a game. This I normally don't for, go, go for games that are like this. But the name is Solasta, Crown of the Magister. I saw, I saw you, you playing, playing that. that. I didn't actually tune in, but I just yeah. saw no, no, it a, come up in the it's category. Just, it's like a D&D 5th edition rules RPG. With right. you know the proper D and D style combat, turn based. You know you hit this, you use that spell, you use these items, and all the rest of it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's quite hard, 
Um, but it's good. And I was looking for an RPG to get my, you know, my hands into. That's what I played. I played. I streamed for seven hours and forty minutes. I thought it was like two o'clock. I look up, it's nearly five o'clock. I was like, "Holy shit!" I better stop. Nice. Um, properly got into it uh, because Baldur's Gate Three is not out yet, and if you look at the polish on Baldur's Gate Three, it looks unreal. Like all the cutscenes, the acting, the characters, everything looks amazing. This is like it's a finished game, but it feels like it was made by like three people. Well, so maybe it was. The voice acting is pretty bad. Yeah. The animations are pretty bad, but they've got a really fun little game. So I've really oh, enjoyed it. That sounds great. And so Baldur's Gate Three, Baldur's Gate Three is out. I'll be, no, it's early not. access. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's you been, can only get it's... to a certain point. I don't want to start. Right. And also, people are saying it gets to a certain point, and then it's like there's been a big new patch. You've got to your, your save files are fucked. You've got to start again. Like I'm not. I'm going to wait yeah, until right. it's hundred percent released. Thank sure. you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's there's a lot of gameplay there though. I did like I did like thirty hours or something, and I was fine. Uh, I think it was. It is good. Yeah, I'm hyped for it. The thing I've been playing this week is Railgrade on oh, Epic. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah, is that any good? It's on Epic Game Store. It's made by this Japanese company, and it's basically a it's 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 a classic puzzly train game, right? Where right. each level it's it's old school, right? In a sense that each it's level based, right? And so you almost start fresh every time. You have industries like coal and power plants and and iron and mines and steel and all this crap and you have to link them together like transport tycoon style but it's really really quick to build the railways um the the way the game works is you get rewarded based on how quickly you do it which isn't that fun but right. you have like a prep phase at the start so mostly you plan out what you're doing you build most of the infrastructure straight away um it's so quick to throw up trains there's a lot of different trains that can handle like the slopes like oh, really yeah. high gradients and that's a big part of the game. Right. And actually, I think it's pretty fun. Cool. Um, mm. It's not the best game ever, but I like rare. I like I like trains, and it's very pretty. Um, yeah. And honestly, like for me, I like trains as well. A bit easy, like but, Steam trains. Yeah, there's there's like a bunch of games on Steam called like I don't know Train Train Valley or something like that. Like like there's a bunch of sweet these trains that already is meant to be pretty good. Exist. Too. Is it Train Valley Two? Yeah, Train Valley 2 on Steam is basically rail grade, but less pretty. Um, you, you know, I, 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 I love those puzzles, though, and I love watching choo-choos. Choo-chooing, just gently choo-chooing along. Do the junctions yeah. and, and do that. And it's all very, it's just very slick. And so, yeah, I, I recommend it. If you, um, um, listen, you like I have been playing... Um, I've been back on Played Up, actually. I've been playing with Hafu again recently, which has been fun. Um, but in between it's that, I played, I played a bunch of other uh, games. I played some Dome Keeper, which is really good. It's mm -hmm. really fun. Um, it's a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of like uh, Dig and Rig, but um, it's, yes, uh, you got a dome that you have to That's defend at the said. top. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I played another game called Brewmaster Beer Brewing Simulator, which oh, sounds pretty fun. bad, but no, it is fun, it yeah. is really good. Yeah, I did a hashtag ad on it, which was ah. really nice, actually, like uh, to to do a hashtag ad on a game that, you know, I, I, yeah. I thought was really good. It, like, it is, surprisingly, it is, it is a rare I never, thing. Yeah, I've never played it, and it I was... Do like uh, that. It was really nice. Like, well, yeah, don't I think you they... find like sometimes you get approached to do a, a, a streamer game, and I just think, well, this is going to be a chore, but I'll, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. But like, I, I got one. Yeah. I think last year for to fucking play Tarkov. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, I'll I mean, fucking yeah, play Tarkov. Of course, like, it's, just, yeah. it's just when when that happens, it, it it really it really feels easy 
to to uh to do it um, yeah yeah um i played overwatch 2 for a bit when it when it released and uninstalled oh, it i didn't even you know that come it? out i did yeah i just i played a couple of matches it has not changed much from the uh from from overwatch it's still overwatch and i just thought man life is too short i'm not right. spending another minute playing this miserable game wow. and feeling like shit <laughs> while I'm playing it. Oh, fuck it and so I went and actually found something fun to do. And uh, what I did instead Which was, was I played... have a fucking enema. <laughs> well, that, yeah, was more fun than playing Overwatch. But also... I'd rather go wash my I've been ass playing a game called Brotato, game. which is... Um, Brotato. It's like uh, Vampire Survivors. It's a Vampire Survivors sort of game, you know? like Oh, where you oh are, yeah. Okay, you know, sure. In, you know, in between There's waves, so you many of these your... coming out. Yeah, they're, it's crazy. They're really popular. fun, though. Brotato is super good too lots of like really fun challenges to unlock like like new little potato men and i like honestly looks like the last thing i would ever play it's it's good though if you like vampire survivors though like i would say if you didn't like vampire survivors don't don't bother but uh if you like those kinds of games where you have i found it so addictive i like the auto battling the auto battling limited controls and and, and, choice yeah you know having to go for certain builds to like get achievements or unlock other things or whatever uh there's tons of that in brotato like there's one there's like a pacifist run there's a pacifist character who has no damage but like you can build him up to be very fast and tanky so he has to run around and you make your money by having having things survive to the end so like when the wave ends everything dies and that's w- that's when you get your money so it just like completely flips the the gameplay around you know like and there's there's i'd say there's about 20 different potatoes all with their own like unique abilities and downfalls and stuff and it's it's really good it's it looks this like a flash the, this game is but the it's hot awesome thing yeah on steam there's a one called soulstone survivors that's coming out soon which has been all over reddit and it's yeah. And it's it's basically you know the idea is it's it's a Diablo meets Auto Battler meets this you know oh, yeah I, well yeah style. They, they they are really good fun I like them a lot. And there's, um, Do you guys want a recommendation yeah. for another Auto Battler? Uh huh. My my friend's son's fan. Dota fans will know him. Um, he him and Jenkins, who's another Dota guy, made a game called Ability Arena, which is right. kind of like Dota Auto Chess. Oh, this is in Dota. It's in this Dota. is what like talks about this it's last a custom week. Game, I don't think right? we did. Because I, I definitely played it based on your recommendation. Okay, well, uh, it's free. Dota is free. If you guys out there want a free game that is a lot of fun and nothing like Dota, uh, and you don't really it's need auto, to know a lot about chess. Dota. It is yeah? auto chess. You select abilities. But... You build abilities for your lads. You They do battle. It's good. It's a good little game. It is good. Me and Silas have been playing it. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, it's hard. It is and hard. And honestly, you do need to know the ability draft. You need to know draft. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You do need to know a little like, bit. Like, you need to know the Dota abilities. But the, I so, think the fun thing about those games is figuring them out, right? Kind of like Brotato. You figure out the, the builds. Yes, like you, you figure you, it out. It's trial and error, but then it's really satisfying when you get a build that works. And Agreed. You, and you pass it. So I won my first game of, of Ability Arena the other day. Did won. you? Yeah. And I, I've, I've never won before. I've come, like, third and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I won one. Had the build. Uh, if you are listening to this, Essence Flux, which is the uh, ability that every time you cast a spell has a chance to give you mana. The Gaben version of that, the level nine version of that, extends wow. your range and damage and all the rest of that. And then I had um, Wild Axes, which is the Beastmaster ability at the Gaben level, which has no cooldown. So my Rubik just stood at the back going, zoom, 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 just axing, doing like 10k damage, won the game. Like single handedly, those two abilities won the game. It was nuts. 
fighting like a broken combo. That build is really yeah, fun. yeah, that's cool. That's that's the cool thing. I think that I'm. That's probably what I'm doing wrong. Is I'm not. I'm not looking for those max level. Oh, you've got like, to go for the OP games. combos. That's key. Don't buy like don't just buy abilities. Like quite often, I'll have a lad who's got one ability. Like he's just got ravage, and then he dies, and I don't care. The main thing is you right. have one lad that is just like super fucking OP. And you spin through the spell lists trying to get him as good as possible because quite often that one guy will win you the fight. He's so strong. It's like having a like, carry in Dota. It's like Dota, yeah. yeah. It's like a carry. Can I just that's say a advice. final thought before we all. end? No, yeah. sorry. That's okay. our time. It's okay. a one out. No, no, I'm just joking. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so th this is just a, just occurred to me. Um, when, and I, I don't want to come across as sexist here or generalizing or anything else. I believe you this to be the case in most, most cases. Shit. Go ahead and cancel me, Sif. You get on the the the. the I am my, 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 my fingers hovering right over now. the cancellation okay, button. Okay, get ready right for now. the cancel button. Uh, when when blokes who are mates with other blokes, right? When your mates are going through a breakup, uh, you might just go, oh, "Don't worry, but I might play more fish than Let's crack on, and you get on. Wee, with yeah. There's no counselling. There's no cuddling. There's no long talks about it. It's generally just going to be ten minute conversation at most. Oh, for most I had, blokes, I had a few of those. I had a few cuddles. Right, no. I know, I know, but I'm saying in general. I think more often than not, blokes won't discuss relationship problems with their mates in any thing like the terms that women will. So for example, a woman's going through a breakup, her girlfriends are expected to like be there for her and, and back her up and, and, and uh, hold her hand and, and get her through this and stuff like that. And yeah. I personally think, you know, that sounds much healthier than what blokes get. And one of the best examples I got of this, the other week I was watching the the Wrexham documentary uh, about how Ryan Reynolds and uh, that other guy bought uh, Wrexham yeah. Football Club. And there's a scene in there, in the pub, in Wales, in Wrexham, and uh, one of the lads says uh, something, oh, where's your bird, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I oh, know, she's left me, mate. And his mate goes, oh, fucking get some box of tissue over, over here for this. And he's crying his eyes out. All right, come on, let's get a pint here. <laughs> and I, these are mates. <laughs> and I thought that's pretty much how blokes handle it, is to just make fun of it and then ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen, which is obviously and not healthy. And drink it away, yeah. Get a pint yeah. in you, mate. You'll be, you'll be fine. Um, and I just thought that that's weird because I've never had to like be there. My friends never called me up in tears and be like, oh, he's, he's left me, you need to help me. Like it, it's just no. not a thing that, that blokes do. Like you might have a chat about it. Um, well, I, I think again, I'm always it's, happy it's context, to do that. right? Like if, if you're the one who's brought it up and they've, you know, gingerly mentioned it, then that's the right response. Whereas if they've brought it up to you, they're obviously, you know, you can then like probe and ask them gently if they actually want to talk about it. And right. But don't you, don't you think in general, it. you're not as a bloke expected to sort of be there for these I think, moments? I think it depends no, what know. they want, right? Sometimes they just want to not think about it. So, yeah. you know, but they don't want to bring it up. So my point is it's extremely, it's deeply unhealthy. Uh, and men bury their problems and don't rely on even their best mates. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, I see I'm what saying, you're saying. Like, it, it's not but healthy. I think that's, that there's got to be a mix of the two, right? You can't think about it and lament about it all the time. At the end of the day, the, the only thing that can heal is time. And so, you know, these we our memories, you know, decay quite quickly. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, you're thinking about other stuff, I think. You know, we're quite easily distracted, is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. go into cyberpunk or you know some 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 you know be a, run a submarine and and you know we we can we we you need that right sometimes as well to help you through the 
you need to stay busy. You know, that's one thing they always say, oh, you've got to stay busy, you know, because yeah. it distracts. But that's just the old, that's just the same thing as distraction, isn't it? Um, just a different kind. It's, also, it's, it's, it's a good feeling to achieve things. To, to make, You know, I've, I've emailed a thousand people for Jingle Jam this mm. year, which is an achievement. And I feel good about it, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. I think it's, it's, it's pleasing to sit on that and say, you know, I did my best. And I and I know that that's sometimes that it's not easy because a lot of the time I will be like, oh, I'm just going to just not do this today. I'm just going to yeah. play games or watch TV or do something else instead. But then I have the old thing of, oh, I feel bad because I'm not doing it. And but but yeah, like it's, it all feeds back into getting it done makes the rest of everything better. You know, I think I enjoy watching a movie more when I don't have the washing up to do as well. You know, <laughs> like all those subconscious hassling things annoying me. Don't you have like uh, a member of staff that can do that for uh, you? Oh, maybe. But then I feel bad about asking them to do that. You know, what, do I'm the not fucking that job? kind of person. Yeah. Do your fucking job. Wash this. We do all pitch in. Wash this. Fucking jobs. <laughs> Everyone. I don't like taking advantage of people either. I think that's the oh. other thing that bothers me. I don't want to take um, advantage of you, right? But do your fucking job. <laughs> Shut it. Just stop right. magging me off. Stop magging me off and do your fucking job. <laughs> You'll have a little cry about it. Get the pipes in, lads. Yeah. Get a fucking box of tissues over here for cry, babe. You won't do his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you so much. Guys. Bye. Nice podcasting. Good big, big ups for another huge podcast. Well done, yeah, guys. Yeah, fucking massive. Round of applause. Well done. Cool. All right. Let's go. Take it easy. See you Be later. Be good to each other. We Bye. love you. Bye.